0: Ego go and check me <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: it's a date <laughs> it's a date hello I'm Peter Ayers and welcome to Stages the podcast that converses with creatives about craft and career if you're listening for the first time welcome a big welcome and if you're listening once again welcome back it's great to have your company as always Jerry Connolly is an accomplished Australian actor, comic and musician, on stage in cabaret, film and television. For half the reign of Queen Elizabeth II, he rendered Her Majesty in a celebrated and vivid portrayal across many stages and platforms. This turn began life at the Queensland Conservatorium of Music in review, and along with his rendition of Sir Joe Bielke Peterson, quickly became the basis of stage shows such as Men and Women of Australia, I Connolly, Jerry Joe, Piano Maniac, and Jerry Connolly Alone or with Others. His theatre credits include Wuthering Heights, The Resistible Rise of Arturo Ui, Once-in-a-Lifetime, Cyrano de Bergerac, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, The Pirates of Penzance, Summer Rain, and Urinetown. Jerry is presently on stage as Mr Padovicini in Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap. The production kicks off a national tour at the Theatre Royal in Sydney and celebrates the 70th anniversary of the iconic thriller. Here's my very enjoyable conversation with the brilliant Jerry Connolly.
0: I'm having my hair dyed pitch black tomorrow for my uh, character. Oh, good. Well, that saves the
1: um, the uncomfortableness of a of a wig eight times a week. Yes,
0: uh, I'll look terrific until April, I'm sure, with black eyebrows, <laughs> black <laughs> black hair. <laughs> I, um, have you dyed it before? I had for for uh, uh, for what was it? town. Gabrielle uh, Tilashova had me it blue black here, and then a white bleached, ble- twice bleached uh, piece here, which only burnt a, a hole in my scalp. So, oh. it was very severe. This will be less severe with the double without the double bleaching. It it can be fun for a change. It is. I don't mind it. Jerry like Connolly into the role.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you had your your costume fitting today. I did. My third, I think so. And we go to the theatre first t- day. Because Jerry Connolly, of course, you're in town for Mousetrap. Um, I was about to say Mousetrap the musical, but uh, the Mousetrap. That's the fun Mousetrap family <laughs> singers the musical. <laughs> 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 there are quite a number of, of uh, people we know from musical theatre. I mean, I don't like to brand a, a person a, a musical theatre actor or a straight actor or or even a camp actor, but um, <laughs> an actor. So a, a, a lot of uh, pedigree
0: from the music theatre world in, in this production, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's good. And they're, I think, probably some of the best, well, grading, speaking of grading, music theatre people are usually jolly. So, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun company. It is, all of us. <laughs> um, we've had a good rehearsal period where I think we're in good shape. Run it one more time in the rehearsal room tomorrow. And then we tech for two whole days. <laughs> so, that'll be fun, won't it? <laughs> well, that'll reprise us and keep us patient. It will, it'll focus
1: you. Now, Jerry, it would be remiss of me not to ask about Jerry's girl. I'm talking about Queen Elizabeth, of course, who uh, passed away recently. And um, I, w- I would say it was probably for half her reign, you uh, often represented her at um, events in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, how was it to
0: lose lose Queen Elizabeth for you? People have said for years, what are you going to do when she dies? Uh, you know, say, so, "Oh well, I'll spontaneously combust." I'm sure. <laughs> uh, they said the same about when Joe biopi Peterson, one of my one of my first sort of national characters, and uh, he he was forced to resign in '87. But I've managed to keep going without uh, Joe, and now uh, I've. Uh, what would you call a transitioned peter yes i'm transitioning from lilibet to uh, the mousetrap which started in 1952 like her reign wow okay yeah. so
1: yes it's the 70th anniversary i think of mousetrap it, it is
0: so uh, just like there's a platinum there was a platinum uh, for the late uh, majesty uh, this is uh, it would have been 70 years uh, Continues without COVID, but those 18 months um hiatus but it's still very long running and all the times we've been to london uh didn't think to go and now i'm in it <laughs> i haven't Understood. read the last 10 pages in case i did it or in case i'm the victim or or uh, i don't know if i'm a red herring or what i am um uh, mr Par- paravaccini power pa- attorney yeah power of attorney i think uh yes power out of is he Italian or is he fake, faking being Italian? We'll never know. Oh, we will we'll, we'll know, won't we, when we come along and see it. But
1: that's not to explain, to express. He's, he's a dubious character. Dubious character. <laughs> um, saying goodbye to Queen Elizabeth. I mean, as you talk about Joe, um, he's no longer with us. Um, you used to do Hawk, didn't you, Bob Hawk? I did.
0: I, I think... Uh, uh, the Queen was down my list of favourites after Joe and Keating and Margaret Thatcher. Then came the Queen, but she's lasted as a character the longest. Um, and it was hard to say goodbye. Or, does, does it
1: affect... Say, it? Oh, you can...
0: I beg your pardon. Sorry, you know, you're... right. So, this is the the,
1: the, the, the uh, idiosyncrasies of Zoom and trying to work out... We, we should say over... Oh, yes, I'm glad it's just the two of us. Over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the School of the Radio, uh, Radio of the School of the Radio, yeah. Um, uh, right, School of the Air, Radio School of the Air, or something. And that was something that that the that the Queen did a couple of times in '54 and perhaps in '63, talking to the, you know, in that high pitched, I'm speaking to you all, you know, that sort <laughs> of thing. I'd back and um, in this rugged land of ours. And it was a, it was an odd, it's an odd expression of the national character to have a a British sovereign as our head of state. Yeah, yeah.
1: Her,
0: her voice got much deeper, of course, as she as she aged, as it does for all of us. It does, and I think she went down about a fifth of an interval, <laughs> probably an octave from. I I I really did enjoy very much doing her as an older person, and she was getting the S's started to become quite uh, like a Sydney actor. They became S-H-E, you know, which I think Anne has naturally. Yes, yes. If you want to do Anne, I think the key would be to say that she went to a sausage sizzle in Sicily one Saturday morning. <laughs> Is that how you find
1: your way into an oppression by, by finding a, a vocal tick or um, some
0: idiosyncratic sound that they make? I think the the pattern of breath and yes pitch and sometimes the, it becomes it happens very quickly and you know you're in you're in the corridor and then you can open the door but it's that yes if you want if one wanted to I always thought that if I said these islands which she said or well, Christmas, so, well, you know, Christmas was was a, a very good key word for one to unlock Elizabeth. This Christmas, I hope, I hope and pray that all of you will have a bonfire, will have a bonfire of um, peace and goodwill, particularly in Afghanistan and Iraq and uh, other satiric points about the globe and abide. The Royal I-, I
1: for heist instead of house. Yes. The, uh, uh, we're driving around the reindeer
0: debate That's right, yes, yeah, uh, which is different from the Brighton, the Melbourne Bri- Brighton. With, I, I had, a, I had a, a dry white wine on the Friday night, but I had to, but I have Di so. diverticulatus. So Someone... Vowel modifications are always, uh, are, are always a key. And and pronunciation. Keating uh, would never. Uh, Keating said, "Strength, strength as strength, strength." You know, and interest. It didn't say interest. It say interest. I mean, the thing is, get onto this. The interest that we have is the is the strength that Australians have as 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 a as a community. You know. And then there are the tips that come, the facial things. The Queen always used used to lick her bottom lip. Much, you know, when she was giving a speech, she did that a lot, which is great for radio or a podcast to see yes. to see
1: someone <laughs> do that. We can imagine it. We can imagine it. Um, and and look, the the, the jaw shape, the um the uh, the mouth, and uh, the way those um uh, the the tongue, the teeth, all work together. Someone like Frank Thring
0: is quite yes. particular isn't it yes oh it's idiosyncratic baby <laughs> i mean i wouldn't be sitting here on the other side of the of the great divide across the river Styx if i didn't <laughs> have that uh, meloclusion apparently i don't remember it i was so, when i was young i couldn't speak at all so mother olive kriegmeier uh sent me off to a specialist and they got something moving. I don't know if it was the lower jaw or whatever it was, but I never looked back, you know. <laughs> and he had more than one Frank. He had the sort of conversational one. He also had the epic one. You know, if you watch any of the epics that I did in Hollywood, they all they all have this sort of clipped transatlantic um pronunciation one word he said in ben her was it Ben Hur? oh he's he's i believe he's in mesopotamia (laughs) just that beautiful neutral vowel sounds not mesopotamia if he was speaking himself yeah exactly exactly did you mimic as a kid oh yes yeah uh teachers relatives teachers local the bishop my family would say, "Do the bishop." When I, uh, this is a family barbecue. I'd walk around for an hour with this churning, you know, nervous, uh, discombobulated thing. What will I say? And uh, my uncle, my mother's brother, was a priest in in uh, Frank Rush was the bishop of Rockhampton before he was translated. Bishops are always translated to uh, <laughs> the Archdiocese of, of Brisbane. But then I would, I would. So I could talk about the McKenna family, uh, which is my mother's, my uncle, my mother's uh, maiden name, and I would conjure up uh, the Archbishop, even the Bishop, before my voice broke. And he was—I mean, he had the stirring voice in particular cathedral, and it was chilling. It was, it was, uh, and then when I went to do on to do golf Whitlam later i would confuse the two because they're great great orators and uh, one could just uh, take as many pauses as one wished in other words um the past reflects um the present the past influences the present and the present influences the future and in other words the past influences the future and uh, It sounds very erudite.
1: (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Um, Of course, there are impressions, but uh, you never cease to amaze me. You you capture the essence of the person as well. And and that particularly came to the fore, I guess, in Joe's Jury, where you weren't playing Joe uh, for the laughs, but for, you know, as a real character for yourself as an actor.
0: Well, that's right. And thank you. I wanted to... uh, I, usually in those situations, and more, even in cabaret, I would uh, te- I would approach uh, a character as an actor would, not just not just an impressionist, or God forbid that word, an impersonator. And when serious actors say, "Oh well, I was doing blah," but it wasn't, excuse me, an impersonation. Well. Either you sound like them, or are like them, or you're not. But Meryl Streep, uh, she takes on the whole persona; she embodies it, and that's I, I've always. That's what I've tried to do, though on a less lesser scale, in my humble career, um, to live. To walk in the shoes of a former prime minister, to go there—well, very, very few people do go—to find the emphasis, to find the. Well, there was a story that she was uh, that Margaret Thatcher was coached. She was she was doing she was having speech lessons to lower her voice and to make it sound more authoritative. And there's, I think, a recording of her saying. And we have compassion. Uh, again, please, uh Prime Minister, uh, compassion. Compassion. So very instructive, isn't it? About what one sticks in one's throat and what doesn't stick in one's throat. Do I make myself clear? Perfectly, Margaret. <laughs> and they say that, oh, you know, the rumour was that the Queen and Thatch get on. Uh, but she did go to her funeral and she made her a baroness an order of merit yeah. you know one of 25 along with john howard john yeah. winston howard and uh he uh, howard always thinks that he's a great orator and doesn't use notes and so he ends up uh not rambling so much as sounding trite you know one of his advisors told one of his former advisors told me That he he told him he told Howard. You say words like things. Things is a nondescript word. You know, find a better word than things. But but he all Howard even on big occasions always spoke extempore. Always sounded a little down to me. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: Keating said I've got a naturally you know soft voice, but. But he's forgotten that when he was in Parliament, he reached right up there. And even as they walked out on you, even as they walked out on you and joined the common market, you still went looking for your MBEs and your knighthoods and all the rest of the regalia, you know? Yeah. So we all have different strings to our bow when when we're being ourselves, as it were. I wish the listener could
1: uh, could see you. I'm I'm seeing your face change tremendously with every every voice that you produce. Maybe Peter, I should sit back a bit from the Zoom meet. Oh no, it's wonderful! It's <laughs> wonderful. Do Do you have a favourite child amongst them all? Oh,
0: that's tricky because you learn to love them individually. And because I, I haven't done a cabaret or uh, or uh, you know corporate gigs uh, for a while, including you know high COVID, that I that's a tricky question. But I have to say that walking in Lilibet's shoes for 41 years, that I did learn to love her as a character.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Is there anyone that's defeated you? yes <laughs> now who well oh i used to try to do john stanton you know who i mean yes absolutely uh, well, one board. would
1: think that that voice was uh, very
0: uh impressive. No, but he, it's so gritty and what was what, he, he advertised a particular he, it was the voiceover for i'm sorry I should have written this down. Uh Clive Peters. You know, it was sort of yes. Clive Peters. And a friend of mine said you can't do him. You can't do stuff." That's all I could really say was Clive Peters didn't get me very far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you good at playing yourself? Am I improving? Yeah. I'm improving. Yeah. I mean I think it's the same for all of us, isn't it? Yes. That's it's why we become actors, to, to uh, wear a mask, to hide behind other personas.
0: Yes, and and there are corporate people who wear a mask, and there are all sorts of other um, professionals and non-professionals who have at their ready a kind of public self. Uh, and it's a little disarming being in rehearsal for The Mousetrap, if you're listening, uh, when, you have to uh, find, let that character in, let Mr. Parabaccini in, and there is, uh, there is a, a uh, not humility, well, it's, I suppose it's humility, but there's a vulnerability in letting yourself go and uh, finding this other character uh, in a way that you have to bring some of yourself to it, of course. Um, and in a in a way that American movie stars don't, they sort they some of them can play themselves right through, and they want, uh, and the producer or the director wants that that character. Well, that's why I like people like uh, Streep who subsume to to the uh, character required.
1: Yes, a lot of film actors are just a type, aren't they? And um, they play the yes. same person uh, throughout.
0: Um, and what are the stages? Get Who's Mel Gibson? Get me Mel Gibson. Get me someone like Mel Gibson. Who's Mel Gibson? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Are you a funny fellow in, in civilian life? I tend to be, to which yeah. is
1: embarrassing. I should be more serious as a comic. Or, because like, most those great comics
0: had very serious sides, didn't they? Um, I think Tony, I do. Tony Hancock. And- yes. There's the cliche of the sad clown and the depressive uh, but you've got to keep an eye on that and uh, surround yourself with people who will uh, lift you or support you. I, I sometimes think that that uh, I have two modes. I'm asleep or I'm performing. <laughs> They're not bad modes. Hey, even, not- even at school or college, someone used to say, is, well, you know, is, is that the real jerry conley will the real jerry conley st- uh, stand up uh, so what that they they are the orchestral instruments i have been handed yeah and why well, just played the bassoon yeah you've got a whole orchestra there
1: nearly <laughs> <laughs> now words obviously are a lifeblood of your your occupation were, were books important to you as a child yes
0: uh, they Yes, they were and are, and puzzles and games and cryptic crosswords, which I I developed, oh, I don't know, you know, 30 or so many years ago, uh, and sound, the radio, because my generation, we grew up with the wireless. And so the, uh, the ABC News readers, James Dibble, Ross Simons, and uh, being in the Queensland bush, it was a major story, uh, even then on early, you know, early television, that if it went, if it said, um, uh, good evening, this is James Dibble in Sydney, you knew it was a big story because it it was a national, he was a national figure. And it wasn't, uh, you know, Blair Edmonds in Brisbane, say.
1: So. You grew up near Rockhampton.
0: Yes, I was born in Rocky. A few years ago now, and my hometown of Theodore uh, is is um, it's just a little what's now two hours south of Rocky. And uh, then I went to boarding school in Yapun, which is uh, which is it was it's a regional, it was a regional Christian brother school. Now it's a school in the Edmund Rice tradition. And there were two other boarding schools in Japan because of the climate, and it was quite moderate, um, mild winters. And I forgot—I forget what the prospect, pros, prospectus used to say: um, "mild, mild summers and moderate winters." Uh, <laughs> so that's the flyer,
1: good selling point. <laughs> that's, yeah. Don't worry about the education.
0: No fear. Yeah. Well, it was a football school, and that was, you know. That really didn't suit me. I played soccer for a while, oh, I ran around kicking a ball. I don't know if I ever played soccer. Did uh,
1: you commi- commence piano lessons at that time when you were at secondary school? Or?
0: Uh, I, I in uh, in uh, primary school with the nuns in the Sacred Heart nuns, in in at the convent in Theodore. So I started with Sister Marietta and then uh, Sister Cabrini, and then when I went to uh, boarding school it was colleen sharp mrs c sharp can you believe that <laughs> uh, and of course she was it was from a she was very talented from a very talented family and she only died last year and her brother and uh, dr anthony anthony doheny uh i think he's moved back to the states but he was um uh, we met him uh, he came to our school when i was sort of 14 or 15. his mother his mother's their mother's name was mrs dorney but because he lived in the states he was tony doheny you see <laughs> and he's still going uh a, a mag, you know just a, and his sister and her sister uh, who's a, i think a, a mercy nun is still alive and they could all play piano and violin and and Mrs. Sharp told me that they'd be up in winter, in them before in you know before the sun came up, practicing piano and violin uh, with blankets around, around their shoulders, you know. So they had they were steeped in that uh, on that sort of daily rigor of practice, and they'd they all be in the same room so that they learn to block out the other person while they you know practicing. But they all had per- they had perfect pitch and just great sense of musicality, it, it, which led me to the going to the Con, Queensland Conservatorium. But I was I'm too easily distracted. There was an attention span of hurled rice, Peter, and uh, I like to laugh. And comedy is more social, I think, than practicing the piano for six hours a day by away by yourself. But you you had a lot of potential, didn't you? You studied with oh, Dr. Nancy Weir. I did. Yeah. Oh, I great potential. In fact, and, Colleen... And, and you've, you've said, given concerts? Yeah, Colleen, sorry. I've given concerts. Colleen said, you have great promise. And I saw her about 10 years ago and I said, remember when I had promise? <laughs> but life takes twists and turns and I still have... I still compose a bit and practice piano. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a forsaken career, but uh, no regrets. Well, when did the dramatic outlet uh, happen for you? Was that
1: at school or? or oh, that, that was probably
0: at the con. No, there was very, there was about one play that we did in five years, or so not even a play, just one act plays, or oh, scenes from plays. that uh, wasn't really encouraged. It was then. It was about forty years ago at the Queensland Con when uh, our director Roy Wales used to encourage me to 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 perform. And so we held, had these cabarets or reviews. Often at the end of uh, we we'd do a major piece at the Brisbane City Hall, and then everyone traipsed back to the Con, and we'd have a, a, a cabaret or a review commencing at midnight you know it's a lot of fun and i i rendered nancy dr nancy weir on the stage and we didn't speak for about six months <laughs> but we did patch it up she retired and i went on to other teachers but what an illustrious career and uh, well life she had you're yeah. going off to study in germany at the age of 14 or something and and with arthur schnabel and then you know the Nazis and uh, the Schnabel got out, and she, uh, Nancy went to uh, ended up at the Royal Academy of Music, and topped to the oral and sight reading and you know those grades, and then she joined the WAF, and became, uh, well not not a spy. Certainly she worked in 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 sorry she worked in intelligence, and she said, oh well really I had to sit on a sit in the south of england and listen to the pilots the german pilots coming in over radio and she said they most they mostly were talking about their girlfriends i <laughs> <laughs> the think she was parachuted in uh, behind enemy lines in in italy to in, in interrogate to interrogate uh, some germans or so she had a dramatic kind of war she was um, uh, Queensland's
1: Nancy Wake. That's right.
0: <laughs> yes. The, but I, yes, she was, she was from Lockhart in New South Wales and, and then went to Melbourne to study uh, with Ada Corder. Mm. Many so years ago. Was the seminary on your horizon for a minute? It was. It was uh, not only Yes, it was for three years. I I went there straight after school. It's odd that a 16-year-old could decide on a future to say, I'm going to be a priest. But we were a very Catholic family. And as I said, my, brother, my mother's brother was a priest. Dad had cousins. And it was, I felt kind of expected of me. But I, I so I ended up there in 1975 and left in 77. So it's eons ago. And you went, decided to wear a different costume.
1: Yes. There
0: was a priest's retreat and this younger priest came up to me and said, what are you doing here? You should be on the stage just watching you playing the organ, the, the hymns, you're looking around. <laughs> Who did he think I was? Peter Allen.
1: <laughs> so how, you're at the conservatory and then how do you enter the business of show? Oh, You're accidental. obviously been accidental, right
0: where was the gateway for you uh, well joe i think joe and the queen we did we did a those cabarets we talked about and then there was a there was a a review done with uh, the students we shared the campus with qit queensland institute of technology then now it's qut uh, and we um, qit then, and so we had a, we had a couple of uh, reviews. They weren't as sparkling as the you know the architect reviews or or, or the oxbridge, you know carry on. but we uh, i was I was reviewed in that by uh, a journal a journalist, and it's sort of like, it's it's a social skill, and it developed out from there. And then I do some did some ABC radio and some Current Affairs as Joe, and um, then I guess in about 80, 1985, so I left the con in eighty three. I taught for a year, and then John Pinder invited me to do a a season at the Last Laugh. In Melbourne. And that was, I guess that's what, what broke me in a town out of Melbourne, out of Brisbane. Yeah. Mm. And then
1: an Illustrious Career with, with shows like I Connolly, Gerrymander Joe, Piano Maniac, Jerry Connolly Alone with
0: Others. Yeah. Uh, so, alone so these are sh- or with others. Or with others. These, <laughs> these are sorry, shows. If that- you can, if you, sorry, Peter, if you, confess, if you confessed to a sin to the priest in the old days, uh, apparently the, he would say alone or with others <laughs> so, <laughs> that's where that's where i would that's uh, that's what influenced that title <laughs> I, I love yeah, it. they were all so, sort of mostly one man efforts um, so,
1: and they're appearing at with the
0: melbourne festival comedy festivals in yes, edinburgh and... i uh i went to edinburgh in 88 with another john pinder uh guided missile uh, it was the year of well the bicentenary and i think there was money there for for pinder to take us there and find accommodation whatever that was and uh, i did a two-hander with doug tremlett uh, and uh, that was i just finished my own abc tv show the end of that and on so at midnight on the uh, going into the eighth of the eighth 1988 when Joe Bielki peterson wanted to resign, I, but had gone uh, six months earlier, I, um, I flew out to do uh, my first Edinburgh Festival with Doug Tremlett. What were the reviews like? Were you well-received? Oh, the, the first, the, uh, some student rags came in for our pre- previews and they just tore strips off me. I I hadn't arrived, and and someone from they said that Doug Tremlett, who is a a who was a magician, uh, said that they they should have disappeared. He should have disappeared me off the stage. (laughs) (laughs) They were cruel, but uh, you know, I eventually found my feet, and I think Channel Seven or Ten or someone commercial sent a a reporter over, or they didn't just for me, but. They covered, I think it was sitting on a guard, on a park bench with, with the reporter uh, talking about my terrible experience, and then the cameras came in and it was a standing ovation, so it was such a, an arc, a <laughs> heroic arc. <laughs> <laughs> That's another favourite, to do Barry Humphries, you know. yeah. <laughs> even if it's a laugh, and it teasers. Uh, Peter Ayers, it, 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 it Peters teeters, it teeters uh, somewhere uh, between Liz and Barry, and sometimes a little bit. you know. And uh, so that's a, that's a kind of default defence that I have. And if I'm having, if I'm in Barry's company, I've got nowhere to go because he's doing that character. I wonder if
1: I wonder if Barry can do Jerry.
0: Well, there's no one there to
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, can you go too far with a joke? Oh, yes. Oh, I have a
0: couple of times. Uh, and oh, terrible memories of a couple of things I did. That uh, um I used to say, as the queen, you know, in the last few years, I used to say, and I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of this great land well actually it's me being you know yes, it's, it's still a, it's being a good, crown land People yeah it's good the last would go boo and so i would say well do something about it throwing it back to them and then yeah. there'd be a cheer so it would be the zigzag uh graphically and so i knew i was i was flirting with uh, not disaster but i was flirting with uh, a boo here and there i haven't been cancelled yet
1: uh people are quick to cancel nowadays aren't they yeah yeah um it's,
0: a, it's an inter- interesting time yes one of the pendulum will swing back to non-cancelling so that you can be outrageous well, I've never been that outrageous. I suppose people who uh, was an element who didn't like my doing the Queen and um, it's, oh, it's disgusting, you know. And even Nancy Weaver was talking about, she, she wrote me a letter saying, you of all people should know what it's like uh, to be anointed with oil, you know, as she did at her coronation. So, you, you, you know. You shouldn't be doing her or sending her up that was one sort of mode of nancy and then uh she years later when became more well known she said oh he used to do me before he did her <laughs> <laughs> it, it's <laughs> all in the timing yes that's right yeah
1: um you've also uh, carved out an illustrious career as an actor in a myriad of shows at the Sydney Theatre Company, Melbourne Theatre Company, Balvoir Street. That must feel good to prove yourself uh,
0: in the legitimate theatre as well. As that, yes, as they say. Yes, as they say. And uh, I have to thank those directors who took a chance on me, with, the, with Simon Phillips, uh, Richard Weirard, Roger Hodgman, uh, and a couple of times for Robin Nevin, uh, Neil Armfield, so the grown-ups have uh, welcomed me to the grown-ups' table uh, a few times and I've enjoyed, you know, sort of straight theatre and musicals. Yeah, musicals like anything
1: goes. And um, a funny thing happened on the way to the Forum where you got to premiere The House of Marcus Lycus in yes, uh, in indeed. that production in front of Mr Suntime himself. How did that go?
0: Well, uh, by the time he got uh, to Melbourne, I knew it. It was uh, apparently it was it, it was dropped because the person playing Marcus Lycus couldn't do the syncopation, and when uh, Simon Phillips was mounting this in Melbourne uh, with John Frost, he uh, Steve asked for that number to be included. It had been dropped since it was the first uh, season in the early sixties. So that was an, a nice thing to do, and he was very, he called me a natural vaudevillian, Stephen sometime. What a lovely compliment! Nice, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, it was nice to meet him and have a chat, you know. And he said, "I said, oh, my first encounter with your music was I played, I played the piano in side by side by sometime. Well, it was two pianos, and I played. Uh, so we did a tour of the." Queenston Theatre Company did a, a did a regional tour, and so I told him that I was my first acquaintance with him. His music was that, and he said, "Why did you change?" And I said, "All oh, the audience, really, kind the audience expected me not to do that," and he said, "No, it's a serious question." So I just said, "I preferred uh, to act, but it doesn't have to be." One or the other. You can do the lot. Yeah, yeah. One with the lot. One with the lot. <laughs> do you,
1: you enjoy the the big commercial musical? Uh, because it's very different to a one-man show.
0: Uh, it's a, oh, yeah. a huge piece of machinery. Sharing the where. And you've got to know your place. or so you have to know where you fit in into the big, which cog you are in the big machine. Uh, because when you're doing your own show ostensibly you you're finding costumes and and writing stuff and that you have to be a a man for all seasons or to be very adaptable but when you're in that big show when there's a director and a choreographer and a lighting and a, a, a production manager you got to know when to pull your head in and follow along it's a lot less stressful you know because those pieces are tried and true and when you're doing a, a new show a new cabaret uh or you're testing it all the time and that can be stressful
1: yeah
0: now mr i enjoyed running away with the circus as well which was the spiegel tent uh and that it, you, you'd you have your slot and you do six or ten minutes whatever 12 minutes would maybe do a, then do a song and you're responsible for that but that uh the overall arc is different again you know you do your bit and then someone comes on and does their bit that's la clique and la soiree yes you're on the ball peter so
1: so what how did you fit into a circus mode i mean obviously the juggler would come in or the, the trapeze artist or and and then what would you be doing would you be doing a character oh
0: well um there are a few different uh formats but it it got to be that i would open the show as her match uh, or make an appearance as her i also would maybe sometimes play the piano and do Do the elements, elements song, of of Tom Tom Lehrer, his name Tom Tom Lehrer. Oh, we also did Tom. We did we did Tom 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 Foulery, yeah, MTC, yeah, yeah.
1: Melissa Madden Gray or Meow Meow was in it.
0: Yes, Rhonda Birchmore, Rhonda Birchmore, Mitchell Butel yeah, um, Bert Labonte. And we had a band behind us with a uh, captain by Danny Bourne, and um, so that was good—two pianos and a band and and all that jazz. Uh, I was going to say something about the Spiegel Tent. The elements. Well, one of the things. How did I get into that? Well, uh, I was doing a show for the MTC, and the tent was parked out the front in the Melbourne outside the uh, outside the uh, Victorian Arts Centre and i asked david bates well he owns the original the famous uh, uh, spiegel tent and brett haylock uh, was the producer and he'd uh, he, he, he was the warm-up man and so i just asked them would i come on and do a spot having done the play in uh, in the uh, in the playhouse then uh on one or two occasions i i I would tog up and do do a spot in in the Spiegel Tent. And after a few of those, I was invited to run away with the circus, where most all the capitals, well, they didn't play Perth, but Auckland as well. And we did three in 2009, we did three months at the Roundhouse in Camden. They had already played earlier in that year, nine months at the Hippodrome in Leicester Square and they won a, an Olivia Award. So in the return season, we we played Camden Roundhouse. So that was snowy, just like the setting of this play. That was snowy and trudge home and skid over uh, after, i have forgotten how many people we had. I don't know, it wasn't awesome, 3,000 maybe, 1500 the place was crowded it was such so good to do such a long season in London play the play the West End yeah off off oh. well I have played the West End twice <laughs> that is for the AFL footy show uh, I opened that at the at Drury Lane Royal up Royal thing Drury Lane and uh, I was in a talent quest a couple of years ago. And it was, the first night was at the Palladium. So I can play say I played that for a full six minutes. <laughs> You're alluding to Britain's Got Talent. I am. Uh, I don't like to talk about talent quests, but uh, look, they, I was pursued for months. And I said, no, I said to my agent, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, so they,
1: they went after you. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, good,
0: good. Yes, I like to hear that they went after you, yeah, as so, they should Yes, be. I didn't apply to be a talent. And uh, I said, no, no, for three months. Oh, my friends were saying, you're mad if you don't. You know, great exposure in the UK. Well, after I don't know, 60 million views on YouTube, not a single gig, you know. Wow, wow but when they found out that i lived in australia i did get a couple of inquiries but they would say you know no one's going to fly me over there and pay a reasonable fee are they no, well not no, now no no not at all <laughs> not at all well everyone now, stepped back in the royal family and she stepped back one step too far oh too far
1: a step too far um now uh, you talk about uh, tom lear the elements song is it called the elements song or the song of yes. the elements yeah yeah which which it should or come does the elements yes it should come trippingly off the tongue now i will not be forgiven if i don't mention But this is by simon gallagher pirates of penzance where you played major general stanley and of course um, the major general song should also that's come right. tri- trippingly off the tongue that's right uh, um, they're difficult numbers to perform how
0: how do you prepare a song like that i had for the elements, I had to picture uh, a certain well. visual. I had to visualize a situation where I came in and into a large tent, I think was a sort of circus thing, and then I, I, I put different uh, elements around the room to get started so that uh, and then had to pronounce it in an American accent. Otherwise, it wouldn't have scanned. So if we said Antimony, uh, it wouldn't have gone, but the Americans say antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, uranium, nickel, neodymium, neptunium, germanium, manion, americium, ruthenium, uranium. So somehow that's
1: stuck. Yes, once it's in there, it stays in there.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that, that muscle memory. Yeah. yeah,
0: um, what about Major General's song? Well, Simon was wicked because he. I would do one verse, I think, maybe one or two, and then I would somehow be surrounded by the pirates, and I would take off my pith helmet, and I would put my Joe hat on, and then I would do, I would do, I don't know, eight, ten minutes <laughs> as Joe, and uh, which I think Gilbert and Sullivan were, wouldn't have wouldn't have approved of this sort of shenanigans around it. But then I'd do a verse or two as Joe, being the very muddle middleman of a ma- major middle, major muddle of a middleman, you know. And that was always fun with Kevin Hocking in the pit. The beloved
1: late Kevin. Yeah. Well, those operators were meant to be topical and, and of the day. Yeah. So uh, I don't think GNS would have minded a bit of Joe in the, the middle of that.
0: That's right. Well, I certainly enjoyed it.
1: Yes. And we
0: played that uh, 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 for six months over an 18-month period in 2001 and 2002. Right. And Simon will tell you that uh, he was already to, ready to launch it with John English and, I don't know, maybe uh, another uh, a performer. And that was on that turned out to be 9/ 11 ah right so his so it all went out the window yeah that promotional opportunity but well, we still played good, good, good houses
1: well it's nice to see you uh back on stage in uh the west end's longest running show the Mousetrap, which you you didn't manage to ever grab
0: when you're in london so <laughs> <laughs> you're but right I there now on the weekend, sorry peter i did go oh. on the weekend to see see how they run which is, a, uh, which is a whodunit spoof in the background set, in the, set ten months into the run of the original uh, season of The Mousetrap with Dickie Attenborough. Now, that actor is six foot five and Dickie was five foot six. Yes, they got that it, wrong. It's sort of fun. Mm. He,
1: uh, got
0: are the, there, he got the accent right. Are there allusions
1: to um, The Mousetrap within it or is it just the background? Yes. Right. Oh, good. Nothing has oh,
0: given way away, though. Well, how right.
1: topical. It's lovely that we've got the opportunity to go to the cinema and the Theatre Royal to uh, to compare the two. Yes. Working with a great bunch, Anna O'Byrne and Alex Rathgaber, Lawrence Boxall, uh, Charlotte Friels, Tom Conroy, Adam Murphy and Geraldine Turner. They are Turner. terrific.
0: Have you worked with Geraldine before? No. We were working that out, that, you know, I thought that we might have done something in Sydney in the eighties, but no, it's the first time. And you know, what a trooper and, an uh, a legend in this country and elsewhere.
1: Did your paths cross ever in Queensland? No. You both Queenslanders, no?
0: No, I d- did. Uh, well, I don't know. I've forgotten when Geraldine left, but I left in 85. And went uh, went to Sydney and then Melbourne and back to Sydney. A, a few a few stints in Queensland. Yeah, she probably left a little bit before you. Yeah, I think she did. She was a I think a, she was a foundational member of the QTC and of the STC. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Jerry, lovely to uh,
1: to chat with you. Um, all the best for the Mousetrap, which which after. Sydney goes on to, uh, you're playing Brisbane, aren't you, and Melbourne? Yes, Um, and Adelaide, Melbourne, and
0: Perth. Oh, you're going to Perth too, fantastic. Yes, we'll know it by then. And It's a national tour. It is, and there might be a few other places in the wind. Wings?
1: In the wings. In the wind. In the wind? Waiting in the wings? Waiting in the wind? Have you ever had wind in the wings?
0: (laughs) I've that, but... (laughs) It sounds like something like you would say, Peter Um I've had the Bette Midler song. I've had the wind in my wings in my wind, or whatever. The, the wind
1: beneath your wings. You had a big day. You need to have a lie down. I do. But it's lovely to have a chat with you. Yes, you too, Gerry. Um, and um, I look forward to seeing the show. Oh, that's good. And I hope all your listeners will too. Yeah, they will. Okay. Bye for now. Good night. The Mousetrap commences its national tour with a premiere season at Sydney's Theatre Royal. Dates in Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth follow. For more information, go to themousetrap.com.au. The show features a brilliant cast of actors who bring Agatha Christie's iconic characters to vivid life and death. The Mousetrap cast includes Alex Rathgeber, Anna O'Byrne, Tom Conroy, Geraldine Turner and my guest today, the virtuosic Jerry Connolly. Thanks for joining us in the episode. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. I'm Peter Ayers. Keep well, keep warm, stay safe and I'll catch you next time, you know where, on Stages.